Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's March 3rd, 1873, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Ariel, Rebecca, and Ollie. The Retrospectors. In the 1870s, New York City was a home to musicians and artists and creatives and radicals of all shades and hues, but it was also home to one Anthony Comstock, a Christian moralist who styled himself as a weeder in God's garden and who led a successful campaign not just against pornography, which he obviously hated, but also against materials related to reproductive health, birth control and abortion, all of which culminated in the Act for the Suppression of Trade in and Circulation of Obscene Literature and Articles of immoral use, which passed today in history in 1873. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it was uh, given the snappier title of the Comstock Act by the press um, hints at the reason why it passed quite quickly, which is that Anthony Comstock's crusade was already notorious and well-supported by the time he went to Washington. Mm. You know, he'd started in New York with these slogans, like the one that you mentioned, another of my favourites is, books are feeders for brothels. <laughs> um, but his campaign against obscenity, by the time it reached the, the capital, had gained a lot of traction. And his name, just his name, was shorthand for anti-obscenity, which, is, as you suggested, was a very broad brush and even meant anti-contraception. Yeah, I mean, not everyone was in favour. From the very beginning, it was controversial, and many people saw it as being anti-American in particular, obviously very restricting of personal liberties, to look at scurrilous postcards, etc. Uh, in 1878, the National Liberal League and the National Defence Association presented a petition to Congress with 50,000 signatures. And considering that, you know, it was quite raunchy subject matter for the time, the fact that 50,000 people were willing to put their names to it showed that, you know, there was a feeling that this wasn't quite what America was supposed to be about. But there were plenty more people who were in support, enough that it provoked a wave of statewide anti-vice laws that were commonly known as the Comstock Laws. And they had scope that went well beyond the Postal Service, because the, the whole point of the Comstock Act was that in... Comstock's position as a special inspector of the US Postal Service, unpaid. He was literally just an yeah. unpaid busybody, just a <laughs> volunteer. A Mary Whitehouse type figure, wasn't yeah. he? And yet his name gets enshrined in law. If Mary Whitehouse had been given the power to arrest people and destroy <laughs> yeah. things, yeah. then that would have been him. <laughs> I mean, these Comstock laws could go much further than the Comstock Act. In fact, in Comstock's native Connecticut, the actual act of using birth control was prevented by law. <laughs> and that's within marriages as well, by the way. I mean, Comstock himself started out fairly low-key. You know, he was raised as an evangelical Christian and he signed up to fight in the Civil War uh, in the Union Army. And even at this stage, he was evidently a lot of fun at parties because he was generally <laughs> appalled by his fellow soldiers' access to any kind of lewd material, of which I can imagine there was quite a lot swimming around. Um, and also he objected to any of them swearing. And so, <laughs> you know. He didn't mind the dysentery and the being shot at, yeah. but the language no. was just appalling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my favourite story about young Comstock, if they were ever making this biopic, is when he was aged 18 back in Connecticut, so just before he joined the infantry, 
when he discovered that a local store was illegally selling grog. So he broke into the place by night and opened the taps, emptying every keg to show show them a lesson. <laughs> yeah, he got started in the YMCA, subject of a past retrospectors episode, uh, in New York City. You can get yourself clean, you can have a good meal, you can <laughs> you establish can... the New York Society for the Suppression of Vice. <laughs> That's exactly, yeah, correctly remembered lyrics. Hard to dance yeah. for that part. Um, yes, he became the secretary and co-founder of this new society. He founded it with some of his fellow YMCA members, all of them very fun at parties. They're particularly preoccupied with sexual vice. And this one particular reason for that, which is that rubber condoms had been developed in the mid-1850s. And by this time, they were widely available to those who knew where to look. And they saw this in particular, as well as easily available abortion pills that were frequently advertised in the press as being, you know, female regulatory supplements, you know, under the pretense that they were helping women get their periods back. So between these things the members of this newly founded group saw this as creating a consequence-free habitat for extramarital sex to flourish because Comstock and others like him held that the fear of unwanted pregnancy was a positive. It was a natural inducement for young women to retain their virtue and that these tricks that were getting in the way, like birth control, were actually the thing that needed to be stamped out. And at this early stage where he's rallying support from people like J.P. Morgan and Samuel Colgate, yes, the toothpaste guy... um, He appears to be cracking down on the distribution of contraceptives, which at least you understand from a... Um, evangelical viewpoint, but does all kinds of weird stuff, like supplying the police with information for raids on sex trade merchants, Mm. people who are selling what now we would see as pretty soft erotica. One of the pieces of commentary that I read was suggesting that at the time, the mail system was the internet of the era. And so it was the place that had naturally been used to disseminate information, but also to send out kind of soft and then hardcore porn. And also kind of like sex toys could travel through the post, like anything could travel through the post. But he was still kind of really just a, a local nuisance up until 1872, which is the point where he took on this particular woman who was running for president called Victoria Woodhull. She's an amazing character. She and her sister, Tennessee Claflin, had opened the first woman-run brokerage firm on Wall Street, which is amazing. And they also ran a newspaper, which was called Woodhull and Claflin's Weekly, which was dedicated to women's suffrage, socialism and free love, in inverted commas, which was a term that she herself had popularised to describe sex outside of marriage. And she'd written this expose about a celebrity minister who was called Henry Ward Beecher um, and basically exposed him for being a great hypocrite because he was a guy who was opposed to free love, which she was for. And she'd found out that he'd impregnated his best friend's wife and basically ran this big expose in her paper. And that's when Comstock stepped in. He ordered a copy of the newspaper through the postal system and then basically took that as evidence to the federal marshals saying, let's arrest this Woodhull person for mailing obscene depictions of Beach's sex life, and even though the charges didn't stick, he became this real poster boy for those Mm. people who were against this kind of licentiousness. The thing is is that all of these anecdotes makes it sound from our perspective today that he was an ultra-conservative, reactionary Puritan, and I mean, he personally pretty much was. But at the time, societies like the New York Society for the Suppression of Vice were seen as being progressive. They were standing alongside other new societies like Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, Prevention Mm. of Cruelty to children and Mm. some of the prohibition groups as well you know that's another one prohibition that obviously seems to us like very anti-personal choice very controlling very conservative but at the time was seen 
as freeing women and children from the misery of being chained to alcoholic fathers and husbands. Well, let's have it. No one's really saying objectively there shouldn't be laws about what you can send in the post. Mm. I mean, he was no. right. He was on to something. <laughs> yes, dildos, no anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Have a certain perspective. <laughs> and they, well, the idea was that they were going to create this clean and civilised society and not just, you know, because God wants it that way, but because from a progressive political perspective that would create happy, productive citizens who weren't tied down by these misery-inducing vices, which were seen as something that was really of a past era and that the modern person should be able to free themselves from all of these shackles and be, you know, clean and upright and upstanding. I mean, you mentioned the comparison with the internet earlier and there was a sort of similar moral panic and Comstock was one of those people participating in the panic. He believed that the circulation of obscene materials was making America's youth, quote, weak-minded, vapid, lazy and defiant. So there was this moral imperative Mm. for society as well. It wasn't just a religious crusade. It was actually, by the standards of the time, a progressive political crusade. He was welcomed into the bosom, I don't think you'd like that phrase, would he, of uh, Washington (laughs) society, though. He attended a reception at the White House where he shook President Grant's hand and wrote in his diary later of the female guests, they were brazen, dressed extremely silly, enamelled faces and powdered hair, low dresses, most ridiculous and altogether most extremely disgusting to every lover of pure, noble, modest woman. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's that sort of stuff that is the reason why, unsurprisingly, Comstock became an easy target for mockery. George Bernard Shaw referred to censorship-happy moralism as Comstockery uh, in a letter that he wrote to the New York Times. And then there was this cartoon in The Masses magazine in 1915 that had an outright Raged Comstock, dragging an unconscious woman before a judge and screaming, Your Honour, this woman gave birth to a naked child. You know, he was just <laughs> ripe for mockery. And I think that that kind of tied into the way that society gradually came to reassess his contribution. But George Bernard Shaw continued his own campaign against Comstock throughout much of his life. He once remarked that Comstockery is the world's standing joke at the expense of the United States. Europe likes to hear of such things. It confirms the deep-seated conviction of the old world that America is a provincial place, a second-rate country-town civilization. after all. Comstock's response to that was, Shaw is an Irish smut dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're being a bit harsh on Comstock, though. He wasn't as um, joyless as we're depicting. At Christmas time, he did replace the black tie that he always wore with a white one. So he knew how to jolly it up when he needed to. He was fun at a party. (laughs) And so another week of retrospecting ends. But next week begins a day early at Club Retrospectors. Join us now to get an exclusive episode every Sunday. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.